Alejandra. I'm Sam. I'm Harrison. I'm Rocky. And I'm Marcelo. And this is Going Helm Steep, the Middle Earth film series retrospective by Talk Film Society. Episode 9, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, Part 2. Was I blonde the last time we recorded? Were you blonde? I don't remember. I think, I you, I think you have gone blonde and then back in, in between recordings. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm not brunette. It's like still blonde, but I just, you know, Eowyn Turned really inspired me there. I was going to ask you that question. It's like, did did you were you inspired by any Lord of the Rings characters? In, in, no, I was in inspired regards? by Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh, Bad Bunny. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's talk more about Bad Bunny. No, we're here no. to talk about... In our next episode. <laughs> next this episode, episode <laughs> is about the second half of An Unexpected Journey. Yes. Uh, actually, it's fully expected. I mean, we weren't going to not do the second part of An Unexpected I... Journey. It was touch and go there for a minute. <laughs> but we're here. Hey, we're here. Uh, so, when last we spoke... Uh, we uh, ended up talking through about 90 minutes of the movie through the dinner scene in Riverdale and I do remember there you go the last you, said time. It, yes. you said it wrong on, <laughs> I think, said it wrong on purpose right okay. yeah okay uh, wait what is it it's Riverdale right <laughs> <laughs> I will hang up this call we are like tw- we are two minutes into this recording and I'm already threatening to hang up I oh, swear to god I want, a I want a cheeseburger for some reason like for real <laughs> I'm about mm. Riversdale? No, Rivendale. Rivendale. I got it. Oh my You're god. Still You're still this, wrong. No, You're what still is wrong. it? Somebody tell me what it is. Rivendale. Dell. Okay. I'll just write it in the, the chat. No, don't write it in the chat. I'm not gonna look at it. Rivendale. Rivendale. And for anybody jumping in to like the second half of the unexpected journey, about like eight episodes into this podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> First off, what are you doing? Also, but second of all, welcome. Also, yes, hey, <laughs> thanks, th- thanks for jumping in. But also, I'm not the thank expert here. Thank you for here. your money. <laughs> thank you for your money, <laughs> or thanks for listening to this on the free feed in 2022. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not the expert here. Everybody else is the expert here. Uh, uh, more than me. Uh, Ale, Harrison, Rocky, Sam, experts. Me, I'm just here for the ride. I'm just here to just 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 to push things forward. But anyway, the dinner scene at I'm looking at that Rivendale, the dinner scene of Rivendale. So that's about 90 minutes in. 90 minutes in. And where do we where do we go from here? So they moon runes. Moon runes. <laughs> Uh, Harrison, start us off. Moon runes. What is that? Moon runes. <laughs> All right. So, some people did some writing on a map that you can only see during the fo- during a specific moon. Can't remember what that moon is, but it is a very specific moon. So Elrond's like, I can read this. You need to go to the mountain when this when like Mercury's in retrograde and like this is exactly this and yada yada yada. Uh, gives them the circumstances for the quest and is like, oh yeah, you gotta listen for a bird. Knock, knock, knock. Why you need this? And Thorne's like, mind your own business, elf boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a bitch. Uh, now yeah, I. Yeah, so that that's the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, um, again, I, this is a question I asked in the first episode of this 
of, of this movie um but I, I i'm always interested to see like how much was in the book and how much is like made up for the movie can somebody tell me like if this how much of this is like pure like tolkien and and like i close think the moon runes is in the book it's in the book yeah because yeah. like you they they do go to um they do go to elrond to get help um to so read had, the map yeah. or whatever so that they can like actually make it there yeah because so. yeah, I love all this business of this map stuff, and uh, doesn't uh, don't they say like uh, they're there at the right time? Like that moon specific is out uh, when they're right. reading it's it. Super yeah. serendipitous. Like they just happen to be right on time, but they have to make it before like yeah a specific amount of time or a specific moon, right? So it's it's like really serendipitous just how, how convenient yeah <laughs> it's, it's almost like fate plays into these stories i, I know, know right <laughs> fate, plot convenience whichever <laughs> and incorrect time references which we'll get to in a minute incorrect have, time references i have issues with this movie <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm trying to find a note I wrote down. I'm trying to find it. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to that later. I mean, Harrison, you'll, you'll get the spotlight soon. Mm-hmm. And you'll nail down why you don't like this uh, the second half of the movie. Um, why you don't like Joy? Why you don't like... Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to think of when I should reveal my hand. Uh, because in the first episode, I, I said that I didn't like this movie when it came out in theaters, and I'd only seen it once. But I came out of this surprised, um, and I can say I like this movie now. Um, I okay. yeah, I mm-hmm. was uh, interested in pretty much everything that was going on. Um, I only looked down at my phone like twice, which is good for me. Um, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I enjoyed the second half, and I like all this stuff in. Rivendale, um, especially all the uh, you know all the hanging out. Like, how long were they there <laughs> at at Rivendale? Because like, uh, uh, and I'm also interested like to see. I think I can't remember how much of this conversation we had in the last episode, but how much is added in to the this extended edition? Because we're watching the extended edition, by the way, for anyone jumping in. Um, this is a three hour cut of Unexpected Journey. Um, it feels the like the song. If- the song isn't in the. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think the song, um, the sing at the dinner. I might be wrong. I haven't seen it again. I only watched the extended, so it's hard for me to remember what's in. The, the not, song is but. not in the theatrical. That that one was added for the extended, and I was right. actually ha- happy they did because it, it just it ties it into that whole mystical, fantastical, beautiful stuff. I mean, I like Rune the Hobbits sing and dwarfs sing and all these critters sing like their songs. I really like that shit. Yeah, and we'll get to more songs later on um, that I enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> Um, and this is the most, uh, like, I mean, like, as we said before, The Hobbit is very much uh, a children's book. And so I feel like this, the only one that actually feels like a children's movie would be this one out of the trilogy, out of this trilogy. I think kids will still mm-hmm. like the other ones, but, like, with the songs and the the tone keeps getting closer and closer to the loader films as the as this trilogy goes. So it makes sense. And but it's, I, I like that there's... You know, two extra songs in the extended version. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know, n- not to belittle the point, 
that Sam just made, but I, 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 I also forgot, or maybe this was added in and, I, and, and I'm seeing it for the first time in the extended edition, because I only saw the theatrical cut. There's a lot of, de- there's a lot of decapitations in this. <laughs> and, uh, yep. We're, we're yeah. not gonna, uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but that yeah. came to mind. <laughs> And also, well, yeah, uh, I mean, that, eight, it, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, the orc battle, in the, you know, the orc dwarf battle in the first half, yeah, not super kid friendly, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like a wicked decapitation later on, which we'll talk about. Um, okay, so we're still in Rivendale. Um, I love this stuff with uh, Bilbo wandering around, you know, just like taking it in. Yeah. We, we see the uh, the shards of Narsil again, and we see uh, at any time elves like. Are yeah. taken with, yeah, yeah. Anytime the elves are taken with, uh, Bilbo just kind of, or you know, with a hobbit, always gets to me, and I like the little chat with Elrond. Uh, it's just, it's nice to me. Um, do we want to get to the uh, round table of uh, of important characters here? Oh my gosh, hell uh, yeah! Let's jump, let's jump to that. So good. Yeah. So, so who who shows up in this? So it's uh, obviously Sauron is there. Nope. No, he's not there. Sauron. Sauron's not there. <laughs> no, he's not. Sauron is up. <laughs> See, now I feel better now. Yeah. No, fuck you. Okay, I'm sleep deprived, and I was closer than you were when you said Riverdale. So. Okay. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, Saruman, and then Galadriel's there, right? Yes. And then Elrond and Gandalf, yeah. God, I love this shot of Galadriel just, like, standing there in the, you know, with a beautiful... She's just... It's so good. So good. She, she's she's the illest, man. I love her. Oh, Yeah, God. she's the best. The way she communicates, like, so much. Like, the way she's like, yeah, y'all are talking, but hey, Gandalf... What's really going on, bro? Like so telepathically, and you're just like, yeah, bitch, you're so bad. Like, I, I love her, man. Like every uh, every film that she's in, she does something very special to where I'm like, this this girl, man. Oh my god, like fire. How does she look so fucking young still? She looks the same as she did in like Lord of the Rings. It's insane in the membrane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she just doesn't ease. It's amazing. She, it's uh, the whole fine line uh, reference, you know? It's like she's just the best. Like, can't fucking keep her down. She's too real. She, she, may, also she, love, she, like, she may be an elf, for real. I love the, like, sexual tension between her and Gandalf. It's so good. Like, we do love that. And it comes to a, you know, which we'll talk about in episode six or episode 12 or whatever. Uh,. There's some, yeah, there's some great stuff. Some, uh, even more of that in there. I know Harrison doesn't like it, but I love it because, yes, Allie's correct. <laughs> I'm fine being wrong. Like, I'm okay. fine. I just want, Do it. I, just, I just think Gandalf deserves his nut. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> God, uh, just the sound I can hear him making, like just oh no. This is not the type of show. This is not the type Rocky. of show. Oh oh, going Helm's deep. Yes, exactly. Go, cut it. Going Helm's deep. Go, cut that. It's not that type of show. <laughs> cut that. 
<laughs> so, like, anyway, like, Patreon let's, get, let's, let's get to the best part, like, of this movie. Okay, so they have this dope conversation, right? And then, boom, they're back off on the adventure. This dope, factually incorrect conversation. Oh, my gosh. Hold, hold your horses, Harrison. Let, let, let Rocky make his point, and then I'm going to go to you, Harrison. Just get to the mountains because fighting. Harrison like, loves shut big up. horses. Like, all this stuff is so stupid. Just get to the mountains fighting. Like, okay. that is... It is what I signed up for. Put it in my veins. B- before we go to mountains fighting, Harrison, you have the floor, okay? It's just, just it's not ho- it, Go, go, go. You can release your it, horses it now. It bugs me. It really just bugs me because of the fact that, like, one, in the first half, they've got orcs running around in sunlight, which they are specifically called out in the, the first three movies as not being able to do. Second of all, Elrond says they've had peace for 400 years. Bitch, no. Nah. Like... You need to specify your time frame because, like, the defeat of Sauron was 2,000 some odd years ago. The closest thing that would match that date of 400 years is the defeat of the Witch King. But if you're going to say that, you need to specify. Uh, Anyway, I mean, the sword, the sword. There you go. I'm done. Sword. (laughs) So so it's just those specifics, Harrison, that bug you. I mean, yeah, because it's because, like, it wouldn't bug me if. If they weren't so slavish to all of the detail in the first three. Like, they're so diligent about getting everything correct in those first three movies, and they're making simple, easily correctable errors in this one, and I don't I don't understand it. And it bugs me. Hmm. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, obviously, it did not bug me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, didn't even notice, like, at all. Like, yeah, so I just up. like the power of the unveiling of the moral blade that shit rules and uh like rocky mentioned the galadriel you know talking to gandalf's head while they're you know well saruman's being a you know a uh moderate democrat and shit like you know i don't want to get involved like fuck you man there's fucking nazis man but uh i don't know i i, I get it but i also just yeah I mean, I do appreciate that Sauron stands as a representation of the dangers of centrism. So, yeah, I, I just thought of something, uh, Harrison. I mean, and this this may sound like I'm putting you down somewhat, um, but is there no, like man, a, go for it? Is, Step is, on me. It's is, fine. I don't. I don't actually know. Do you like go to forums, or is there like a group you go to of like fellow token heads, or is, is there like a group of people that you go to that I am they, not on the Reddit. <laughs> Like I mean, because I, I actually I'm actually that's interesting to me. Like, are there people? Is there a subset of people out there who are just don't like that in this movie? They just get those dates wrong. There, there are a sub. There is a subset of people that got very upset about the condensed timeline. Um, I usually don't care about it, but like. It's, it is literally these super small details. I'm fine with them moving the White Council stuff concurrent with The Hobbit. I think that's really cool, and it's an aspect of the lore that I'm glad more people got to see. But, like, when you say we've had 400 years of peace, it makes it sound like that the Battle of Dagorland, at, like, that the, the prologue of Lord of the Rings happened 400 years ago. It didn't. It happened, like, 2,000, 2,200 years ago, and like just condensing the actual middle earth timeline in such a way kind of feels like you're making the world smaller i and i didn't realize that the witch king i guess i need to read more of these books uh because i read these books again because i didn't realize that the uh 
Witch King was around for that much longer after yeah, the defeat the, of Sauron. The Witch King gets kicked out of Angmar or like 400 years before the events of The Hobbit and goes and fucks off to um, back to Mordor with uh, Sauron and just bides their time uh, for the next 430 years or so. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Alright. Cool so, shit. I, I just, that's, what, that's why I love these uh, scenes, even if they're, you know, I, I can, I get the nitpick of, you know, that, you know, I get that, but like, for me, it's just, anytime I hear these great actors talking about ages and freaking, you know, necromancers, I'm, I'm all in. I mean, yeah, it is still dope. I love that shit. It's yeah, dope it's as really hell. Metal. It's just, it is just like, you make it seem like, a significantly smaller timeline than it is, and I think part of the grandeur of this is how long it is. It's biblical. It's not historic. You know. I can I can agree with you. I can agree with you. Uh, one of, Gandalf has one of my favorite. Before we get to the uh, mountain mm-hmm. fight, Sam, I know what you're about to say. I uh, know what you're about to say. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the the great, uh, you know, Galadriel asking Gandalf. Uh, why the halfling and his speech here is just another one of those put it on my gravestone this shit rules like uh, it's um, oh god Rocky's gonna keep doing that isn't he oh god is that supposed to be Gandalf coming or something I'm upset right now I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what you're talking about continue Sam continue part of the two small acts of kindness and love keep evil in check but yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. Makes me cry. I love that line so much. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It I out agree. So often. Gorgeous. Uh, it's I, beautiful. Like, like I said in the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, those moments, those small little lines of dialogue like that, they always get me. And so, yeah, I, I love that in particular. Again, another reason why. I don't know. N- not to fully go back into it, but you know, as I was watching the second half this morning. You know, this is the first time seeing it in 2D, you know, in regular frame rate. So I have to, I have to think that, you know, seeing it for the first time and the only time in theaters back when this came out in like a high frame rate 3D, you know, my mind wasn't focused on the actual dialogue in the story. So now seeing it again, yes, like I, I can appreciate the dialogue and those lines and the smaller moments um, and that moment in particular. Yeah. That's one thing I hope. That's one thing I hope we can get out of this is just to get people to revisit it because I honestly think I, I was, you know, with people that we amp these up so much, you know, like the because for good reason that you know that that first trilogy defined a lot of you know my friends, like that was the you know very defining moments in their lives, and then to not feel blown away immediately by the Hobbit movie. Like I, I get that I was there a little bit. By the end of the year, I had seen it. You know, three more. And it's, by the end of the next year, I'd seen it more times, and I just found more to appreciate. And you know, taking it on on their own terms helps them a lot. I think. Yeah. Now can we talk about the rock monsters? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna oh, battle that shit. Yeah. There's really not much to it. I just, I like, I just love the sequence so much because it just expresses how like broad the action can be, and how like again just pure fantasy that is. I mean, seeing mountains fight just on paper <laughs> sounds incredible, and then when you watch them like fucking headbutting each other and throwing huge boulders at each other, I'm like, I'm all in, dude. Give me like, 
give me that like give me all that shit and just the landscape shifting and them having to jump from you know tiny precipice to tiny precipice it reminds me of just like the the sequence in uh fellowship when they're running you know from the balrog and they have to jump gaps and all this shit it's like that's the shit i signed up for like that's all good and i'm gonna rave again when we get to goblin town because like there's some shit in there that i'm like dude yes like fuck yes but that that's what i signed up for dude like more crazy fantasy more like critters turning into stone like more like more of that you know what i'm saying so anyway i just love that sequence very very much because of how huge it is i mean literally and just like you know figuratively it's great i love it love it love it love it i i completely forgot this was a thing an action sequence in this movie <laughs> and i was like what the fuck's going on like just giant rock mo- like giant mountain monsters fighting each other this is amazing <laughs> uh, my thing is like why are they fighting you know what i mean like you know you got too much limestone in your body <laughs> fuck you you know ah! and they just like start beefing like what caused the beef like that's that's what drives my brain nuts it's like why do mountains actually fight you know <laughs> like what like why are they like mad at one another it's so good so good there should be a whole season uh, on the new Amazon Lord of the Rings no. show where it's just talking about the <laughs> the, the, yes. the mountain monsters. Harrison. No. <laughs> Why don't you I like... Agree. Okay, what... what uh, I really don't give a shit. Like, this is, like, I'm, just mm. my thing. I, I never cared for, like, the rock monsters or the trolls. Wow, this or, is controversial like, on this show. That. I don't know. Like, I know you guys are crazy about those sequences, but I like them. They're just not, like, what makes The Hobbit for me. I really... Like, for me, what makes The Hobbit are the moments, like, in the cave where, um... Nesbitt lets him go. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. That shit... It's great. Oh, it's great. Because he believes him. You know? He's like, look, like, I... I get it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't belong here, and we don't have a place to go. Like, I get it. Like, I know why you're running away, so, like leave you know i'm not gonna give you shit for it like i i, I get it and that's dope. and like it just it, it's really kind of it's just sad because bilbo's so fucking mean without wanting to be mean and like i feel for the doors in that moment yeah he's too he's, really done. <laughs> he's just blunt <laughs> and it speaks to the greatness of uh, martin freeman in that scene like where he says it and then immediately like you feel the like immediate regret oh, and heart. Oh my yeah, god! Exactly. It's so mm. good. And again, I love. Uh, I, I like. I ended up liking both. For he's probably one of my favorite dwarves because of the great performance that Nesbitt gives. Uh, it's just so. Even though yeah. he had a goofy hat, like he's just. It's so. <laughs> hey, that is heartfelt. an incredible hat. It it's is a great, great hat. hat. How does it stay it's, up like that? I love it. Don't worry about it. It's got wire. <laughs> Uh, j- just, just for the record, just for those keeping count. Okay, Rock Monster. So me and Rocky. Yes, uh, LA. Not fond of it. Harrison. I'm guessing you're not fond of it either. No, and I, I have a the I, I could talk more about the Rock Monsters honestly, um, because I think they embody um, the kind of spectacle creep that is problematic throughout this entire trilogy. Mm. Um, because in the book sorry but this is going to keep happening in the book it is just like Bil- Bilbo sees them off afar in a thunderstorm uh, throwing rocks at each other and having a good time like they're just have like it's play fighting amongst giants but in this they it has to be this whole like 
five, ten minute long sequence with them jumping around and like in mortal danger and just like it's spectacle creep. It is a way of like fantasizing right. and like putting into the mythology like why the thunder is the way it is in this world because like the rock monsters are like the rock giants are throwing mountains at each other and that's like it's a child's way of envisioning what a thunderstorm is but in this it's like no we gotta climb on these guys gotta make it like shadow of the colossus deal with this for the next 10 minutes and it's just it's less than 10 minutes it rocks it's barely there rocks it rocks no pun intended <laughs> uh, oh I, I guess we, we need the tiebreaker Sam uh, your thoughts on the rock monsters it rips I love it, <laughs> it I, I, I get the I get the arguments on both sides but at the end of the day it's just a fucking incredible and ILM and Weta you know just kill this shit uh, you know Weta they're geniuses and it looks awesome and it leads to uh, Thorin you know uh, having this moment again with you know more of the arc between Thorin and Bilbo and right. rock and talking robots with giant mountains yeah that's a good point. I'm, so they make they make it to the cave. Yeah, they, they have this amazing uh, Nesbit speech, which God bless him for that. And then they get flushed That's down the goblin funny. toilet, and they get they slide down a bunch of rocks. <laughs> and, and of course, Bilbo goes to Gollum, and the rest of the crew goes to all these you know critters. So now what? Are you talking the, about the Goblin King? Because I'm a Rocky mixed... just wants to talk about the riddles. <laughs> yeah, He's same. Like, just let's get there. Uh, but before we get to the amazing riddle scene, I the Goblin King, I'm a mixed. I think the the voice performance is great, but mm-hmm. I just can't get over the fucking chin ball, ball sack, sack chin. ball sack. Yeah. Oh my god, I've seen many a ball sack that look like that. <laughs> Honestly, I can't watch The Hobbit and not think about it. It's disgusting. I hate it. It's Hold bad. On. I'm gonna look I mean, at it's, ball I guess sack we're supposed right to now. think we're supposed to hate it, but at the same time, it's like. It's just too much. Like, we, and it it's already disgusting. It doesn't move like you think it would. Like, it's like really gross and rubbery. And it's like a turkey waddle. It's gelatinous. <laughs> my it's fucking gelatinous. My, my thing with that sequence, and I know this sounds crazy, is like I agree with everything y'all are saying. Like, he's it's my least favorite computer generated critter in that entire film. Like, that thing looks just so janky. When you could have just jobbed the hut that thing you could have just had a prosthetic amazing puppet and everything else could have been like you know the, the other way around because like from that sequence if i recall correctly in the appendices it's a bunch of live actors like doing the the orcs they're orcs right Not, goblins sorry goblins. Goblins. Goblins, yeah. goblins they're goblins forgive me uh they're goblins but their faces are cg they used to be uh all animatronic puppets but they were like uh this ain't moving too well i need more facial expressions and so they boom they they cgi'd the heads but the bodies are real they should have kind of went a hundred percent like prosthetic with the fucking goblin king because he does look like shit he's like one of the worst things like in this film and um yeah i mean like there's shit that i love in this sequence like the little dude the the messenger that rolls down the 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 fucking rope you know like slides down like i I love love that little character a little side character it's like a salacious crumb type of thing and that's kind of what i'm getting at with the jabba thing it's like dude if you'd have made just a full blown ass puppet that would have been great and that would have like owned this sequence like completely instead you got this weird nutsack bad cg thing you know that we have to deal with so anyway I, I do have a major complaint there for as much as i like this film i love the goblin king uh <laughs> great um, awesome tell us I'm, 
I'm a surprise. I'm a surprised as as everybody me saying that, because um, I do remember seeing this in theaters and thinking, oh, this is unnecessary. Him singing and all this stuff. He's dancing around. But this time, I'm like, I don't know. I love this sequence, and he has it. <clears throat> I guess I didn't think ball sack. It just looks like like a big growth. Like well, I don't know. you are better than the rest of us. <laughs> Maybe you've not seen enough ball sack. I need to see more ball sacks. Apparently, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'll I'll I'll, go, I'll Google Bossax after this recording, but uh, I don't know. He he doesn't. He, what what sells me on it at the end when he sings his song and finishes up, he just kind of does like a like a dance, like a rant. He just, no, not dance. He just turns around in a circle <laughs> for no reason. And I'm like, that's insane. But I don't know. I love it. Those little details like that make it like mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I kind of fell off with that sequence. I will and, say this is this is the best version of the Goblin Town song. Okay, yeah. Uh, wh- what other versions are there? I don't know. Uh, the Rankin Bass version of The Hobbit has a version of it, and it's it's kind of old and creaky, and I like it a lot. But this one's way better. It's got more groove to it. <laughs> more groove. <to> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, to, to that point earlier, um, I love that in this movie. I don't know if it does. <clears throat> I don't know if this happens in the second movie. I don't think it does. But yeah, there are moments where. Um, a song just happens it's like you know uh, it, it also tends to be a musical more than the other films right and I, I like that that this Goblin King just bursts into, into a song so mm-hmm. yeah um, I like this sequence um, I wish there were more singing in all the other Lord of the Rings movies originals yeah, included yeah that uh, if they just made them all out musicals that'd be great well, well hold on there no <laughs> hold on I want, no, I want to make it all <laughs> just a song every every scene I want that uh, I've lost Harrison. Okay. Uh, we're with the goblins. Uh, we've talked about the Goblin King. Um, any other any, any, any other comments on his song uh, from anybody else? Uh, I like it. Yeah. I like the song. I just don't good, like yeah. I, don't, I don't like the no execution bars. of the character. That's my it's problem. Just the, yeah, it's just okay. the design for me. Again. Yeah, I agreed. It's like yeah. I think the sequence is amazing, but and I but it's funny because the I saw it for the first time not in high frame rate and then I went to see it again in high frame rate. And it made me dislike the scene a little bit, just because of the way it. But but now watching it again, it looks, I don't, you know, in you know 4K upscale, it looks awesome. So I, I love the uh, the way Goblin Town looks. It was just something that soured me when I saw it in HFR, but now I I do love it. Yeah, Goblin Town. And by the way, I think it was Rocky, or I, I can't remember who made who made the mistake of calling them orcs at one point. I had that thought too. I'm like, are they orcs? But no, no, no. They're goblins. They're goblins. Yeah, I had to check myself real quick. I, I knew I fucked up the moment I said it. I was just like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I was like, hold on. No, no. <laughs> Wrong critter. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Harrison could tell us the, you know, why. Yeah, what the fuck even is the difference between a troll and a goblin? I was, I was going to say, like, it's, I mean, how big of a difference is there between. So trolls are not orcs. Full stop. Trolls are something different. Uh, the difference between, like, orcs and goblins and orcs are generally like where they are and just the different evolutionary tracks they they all originate from the same place but goblins are the one are the motherfuckers that live in mountains and have gotten caves like and shit, yeah caves and shit and mm-hmm. gotten weird and green and pointy teeth and mm-hmm. uh cat eyes so like if you look at the morio goblins and uh like all the goblins in the misty mountains look markedly different from uh, or uh, orcs that are hanging out in uh, Mordor. Mordor orcs are way different than 
um, Saruman's orcs, which are different than the orcs that have managed to make their way up into the north, uh, up around Angmar and the Shire. Um, so they, it, it's mostly like, it's a regional difference. <laughs> so were they fighting goblins in Moria, or were they fighting yes. orcs in Angmar? Okay. Oh, yeah, the, there, I thought it, it was trolls. No, well, there's, trolls there's, are the big motherfuckers. Trolls are the big motherfuckers. Yeah, and trolls are Fair. a separate thing entirely. But that is a thing. But they did have a cave troll. Yeah, they okay. did have a cave troll. But that's like okay. one of the other things that irritates me about all of these movies is that they kind of use goblin and orc interchangeably, and that's not the case. But that's also why Sting can kind of light up for, for any of them yeah. because they have it's like a commonality and. Uh, elves might just be a tiny little racist against the monster creature creatures. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> I, I love how they use the glow of Sting in every single film. I, I'm a big fan of that mm-hmm. indicator that like danger, you know, is coming. Like, big fan of that, dude. <laughs> so so cool. So and me too. Yeah, and Speaking like of, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, Harrison. No, just the way Sting flickers out when Golem kills the goblin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, which brings I, I, us to my favorite sequence in this trilogy, and frankly, a top three in yep. all six films. It's my favorite scene from the, the book, and translated perfectly mm-hmm. in every way. Like it's just—it's like a little short film right in the middle of it, and I yeah, it made me honestly when I was slightly disappointed when I first saw it. That scene made me like, nope, fuck it, it was worth it. This shit rules. Yeah. yeah. I think both performances. I mean, once again, Circus is Gollum forever. I mean, like, what a performance. Like, in all the films. Like, his performance as Gollum is is indelible. But then you got (laughs) fucking Freeman bouncing so well off of this creation, you know, off of this amazing actor. And just watching him fumble the riddles in his head and kick him around and stuff, like, it's just wonderfully acted, man. Like, wonderfully acted. And it's kind of like that whole thing, like, this is what you signed up for. You know what I mean? This is exactly, like, why you bought a ticket. It was to see this amazing uh, acquisition of the ring, you know? Uh, it's, it's incredible. I do love this sequence. I do. And, yeah, um, kind of to Sam's point, like, yeah, me being disappointed by the movie, I still thought this in particular. Like, to me, this was like, uh, I, I knew this was going to happen, not having read the books and just like, you know, in context with everything else. Um, I knew this was going to be a thing, and I was looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint because I love Circus as Gollum, obviously. I like how uh, Gollum's a little, like, he's a little funnier in, in this part because he's like, because he's had the ring, you know, he's had the ring, and so he's not like, it's not 40 years later where he's been, or 50 years later where he's been searching for it the whole time so he's a little bit funnier off the bat and it's also just and and like the relationship so between Gollum and Smeagol is yeah. not as abusive as it becomes <laughs> it's still pretty bad there's but, signs yeah like telling him to shut the fuck up all the time like yeah but it's great but yeah I love that uh, his his delivery of we wasn't talking to you is just <laughs> perfect yeah uh Allie, your thoughts on this sequence? I just find that I can relate so much. <laughs> but it's really hard for me to watch these sequences because I feel generally, generally, like, so fucking bad for Smeagol. And later, when, you know, he's, like, beating himself up about what happened, I start mm-hmm. to yeah. cry. So this sequence... 
I sometimes have to skip it. It's true. I know you guys like it the best. No, I get it. I get <laughs> but it. But I'm just like, this is too much. He gets so excited and like, oh, it's so hard for me to watch. Yeah. No, like I totally get that. No, it's, it's so hard. It's truly fucked up when uh, Bilbo has Sting to like uh, uh, Gollum's neck and then looks right into his eyes and then my thought in my head I'm like oh maybe shit maybe you should have killed him I go no because then you know the Lord of the Rings wouldn't have happened and the ring wouldn't have, would have got destroyed but maybe he should have I don't know well right <laughs> and Gandalf's speech to uh to Frodo and like Frodo. that's yeah. right there and yeah. it's like you know we see the pity staying his hand and it's like god it's just really powerful it's like and seeing like Ali was saying like, I get it like it's sad as hell like seeing yeah. the, it so his, it's the eyes sad. it is yeah. the eyes because they get like isn't that fucking crazy you guys like I know they have to have an indicator between like when it's Smeagol and then like when we're speaking to Gollum but it's all in the eyes mm-hmm. besides obviously the tone the eyes change so much and his little like Smeagol eyes are so fucking heartbreaking <laughs> oh. yeah it- what you said right there times 10 like the animators bang that shit out and of course it's Andy too like just being a great actor you know it's a total marriage of the two and again it's it's moments like that that you can point out to people and be like look at how good this performance is look how legendary it is like it's amazing it's like you're gonna look back at that several years from now and be like I don't know. Is it as good as Andy Circus? Like when you're doing <laughs> when you're doing right. mocap when you're doing mocap work down the line, you know, you, like that's your mark. That's like what you got to hit. Even if technology progresses, it's like look at the eyes. Like if you don't sell that, you have nothing. You know what I mean? You have nothing. Props. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and right. I, 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 I was gonna say real quick, just just yeah. I, I guess just to reemphasize our points, just his eyes and just forgetting that he's a CGI character and like how much emotion can he can portray uh, portray just by just mm-hmm. <laughs> again the animators circus's performance everything and this uh, this is 10 years after the two towers and like this is like the the perfect like to me um, uh, 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 you know uh, from paper to to you know to screen interpretation of Gollum that I think we'll ever see right because because it's it's never gonna happen again where Circus comes back for a movie I don't think I don't know if they're ever gonna figure no. out a way to do that no no way um, and he doesn't show up in the other two Hobbit movies right so right this is it <laughs> this is as best as we'll see you know the CGI the performance kind of sad for me to say but yeah uh, but we point, have this though. yeah. Great yeah. point, though, because it emphasizes like everything we're saying. Like, it's like, dude, yes, like fucking Andy Circus, man. Like, uh, again, the word I use is indelible, and that's that's it, man. Like, you you need him. Like, he's an important cog in this whole thing, you know. And uh, the riddle sequence came out ten times better than I ever could have imagined. It's like, it's amazing. Like, wow, you know, one of the best moments ever in this film. Period. And I love that it was the uh, first scene they shot. Uh, this is like this is the. the they got Andy and Martin Freeman there before anyone else, and they just kind of shot this yeah. scene. It's just a great way to get into that. You know, we're making these movies again. Let's make you know the the iconic scene from these stories, and and then Andy going on to be the second unit director for the rest of the films is also yeah. really cool. Anything else we want to say about the sequence? Um, 
I mean, Harrison, like, how does it compare to the book? <laughs> it's it's pitch perfect. Pitch like perfect. I would have okay. I would have been complaining already if it wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah. the first thing. The first thing you would have said. <laughs> no, it's it's pitch perfect. And like this is like I know I've been fairly negative on this movie the whole time, but like I get to the sequence every time and I'm like, oh shit, is this movie good? And then I get and then like <laughs> out of the fr- and then out of the frying pan happens and I'm like, oh no, this is not good. Oh boy. Um, okay. Are we ready to move forward to, I guess, the climax of the movie? Let's mm. see. The well, they have to... They, the, the, our posse, the dwarves, they have to escape uh, Goblin Town. And so that right. whole thing, to me... Right, cool. Wake me up when this is over. <laughs> that, to, that, to me, is just Peter Jackson going nuts. Like, I, I like that sequence mainly because of the momentum of it all. I love the fact that everything is just like, keep moving, grab shit as you can go. Like, ah, here's a ladder. Ah, choke him out. Ah. And they're just constantly spilling and moving and running and just falling. It's I love that shit. I love the fact that it feels like water sliding down like a hill, you know? Like, it just has that momentum again. And it's, it's just Peter Jackson going nuts. It's kind of stupid. It's kind of pointless. But it's one of those where I'm like... I'm cool with this. <laughs> like, it still it still makes me a little happy to watch like these dudes like just you know scramble out of this horrible situation. You know, like uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Like, and Dwalin uh, using his uh, jousting, you know, like you know to uh, clear the goblins off the boardwalk. Yeah, that shit was so cool. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like it's just them being fucking mad creative they like you have to go from left to right non-stop that's it just go 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 mm-hmm. and no stopping whatsoever and we're gonna use every single prop sword piece of wood you know crash through floors like i love that shit like I, again it's just peter jackson going nuts and uh i like peter you know jackson what? so speaking of dwallin he might be my favorite dwarf that's not the hot ones I feel like he is so badass. Like he's he's definitely the most badass of them all. Okay, remind me which one is that one? That's the bald one. The bald one. Okay. Oh yes, yes. He is again. The bald many, one. With how many like are the, there? Like twelve. Yeah. He's the he's the first one that shows up. Twenty. There's like twelve. He's the really big bald one with like the dagger. He's so sick. Is he yeah. the one? He Who shows up first. He shows up house. first and headbutts um, the guy. Okay. Is he the one who gets thrown a sausage and then the table uh, uh, breaks? No. Uh, no? no. Oh, that's my bomber. gosh. That's, that's bomber. <laughs> so many of them. All right. Um, oh, I, I want to mention this before I forget it. Uh, Gandalf's entrance. Uh, and his whole, like, <laughs> Peter Jackson making making him an action, like, uh, 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 badass. I love it. I do. Um uh it's it <laughs> in this movie it suits him. Um and yeah, I just want to say that him wielding that sword and uh I I, I, I can't imagine it was uh Ian McKellen doing a lot of those stunts. <laughs> but uh, uh the, the the stunt work in that is excellent because I don't know, I just liked seeing Gandalf like swinging his sword around and <laughs> stabbing all these goblins. And also uh, from earlier, this is um, the the the, uh, deca- the uh, decapitation I was talking about, where he slices a goblin's head, and the goblin blinks in it's confusion. So dumb. I love it. <laughs> I love it. The goblin it's blinks, so dumb. and then Gandalf with a staff just like n- like like pokes at it, and then his head falls Ooh. off. It's 
it's i love it i love it. it again it's peter jackson being five years old dude like that's <laughs> like as a peter jackson fan i did not expect anything less <laughs> like that so is a perfect gag from bad taste from fucking dead alive from meet it's the feebles so it is so <laughs> immature in in like the hugest big budget action like film like i'm all on board with him being a dumbass like i am <laughs> like He's allowed to be a dumbass. I'm sorry. Like, especially if he's proven it all throughout his career. Like, he is like, I'm never gonna grow up. Like, ever. Like, yeah, like, like he's th- again a little kid at heart. Like, could have been uh, yeah. better probably. But yeah. I get the tone. Mm. I get the vibe, especially coming from the filmmaker. That's kind of what I'm rambling about. Uh, Harrison. Oh, Harvey. sorry. I was gonna ask Harrison uh, just exactly why you think that's stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. Like, it's fine. It's it would be. I think it would work better in a different movie. Honestly, what I don't movie? have it. I don't know. I just don't. I might just not like Peter Jackson's sense of humor in terms okay. of visual gags. Harrison hates fun, you guys. I know but, that. That's the vibe I'm getting from this podcast. You can <laughs> put me down for that, but like all this, all like that's my big issue with a lot of this. Like that's my biggest problems with the original trilogy too is that like it's just mm. that stuff feels so out of place to me. So like, are you like what? instance of humor in the original trilogies do you have an issue with the um like the 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 ghost stuff uh when they the like you and what army ghost army shows up massacres pirates oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was really yeah that was yeah. easy um, Harrison, yeah, that's, hates, that's, Harrison hates New Zealand. If to me, that's kind of different, different because that's like a cheesy moment. But like I'm, I guess what what Rocky was saying and kind of what I'm getting at is like that sense of like uh, uh, childish um, joy and like gore and putting it this in a PG thirteen you know right. you know kids movie because that decapitation. Yeah, like I, I agree with everything you know Rocky said about it, but those moments in particular, when I see that in these movies, with this one in particular, I'm like, oh yes, I love it, and that's coming out. So I'm trying to think of okay. one, and I'm trying to think of one in Lord of the Rings in the original trilogy, kind of like so, kind of like that. I don't know. Okay, then let me re let me re- rephrase this. I'm having now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to ha- I'm having issues trying to come up with stuff in the uh, first in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And I think why that is is because they tend to fit the pacing of those a lot better. Like mm. you, like you guys were talking about, the pace of this action scene is so frantic, it's so kinetic, it keeps moving and it's fast. Yeah, this it comes very early in this fight, but like that fight immediately breaks out and it's a mess. You can barely tell what's <laughs> going on. Shit's flying everywhere, and they take like. 15, 20, 30 seconds to do this decapitation beat. That was, and it, it was not 15. You, it, you, you like to exaggerate times. <laughs> I am ter- I am terrible at gauging time. I, uh, I will fully admit that. But it feels like it stops the fight sequence dead right as it's starting to pick up momentum to do this one gag and then go back to the insanity, which I'm not crazy about how fast-paced this fight scene is either. Uh because of the fact that at certain points it becomes completely unintelligible to me like mm. they're like the the shot of them all like multiple shots of them running through goblin town when it's pulled back and at the speed the camera's moving i can barely tell what angle we're at there mm. was a point where i'm convinced it's a top down shot i blink everything refocused and i'm like oh no we're like behind the sh- like behind the party's back watching them run through like it be- like this whole sequence is unintelligible to me 
how does everybody else feel about this fight at Goblin Town and the escape from Goblin Town? I low-key agree with Harrison. Okay, okay. It's it's funny because I have no problems with it. Sam, what do you think? Uh, I like it a lot. I think it's, it's not my favorite of the right, right, tri- right. action scene of the trilogy, uh, but I, I I like it enough. And I mainly I like how it ends. Like I love the um, again I talked about the Goblin King not liking his design, but I think the the delivery is great. Like the voice actor is great, especially this like his end where he's like that'll do it. Just get, makes me crack up every time. Oh yes, Kaz uh, Doom zero point five. Right. Exactly. Uh, was that a video game reference? No, don't tell me. Um, Rocky? No, it, no it's a <laughs> I don't re- know what it, it is. <laughs> it, is a, it is a mirroring of the bridge at Casa Doom when they're leaving oh, Moria. Oh, Casa Doom. Right. I thought you said yeah. Doom. I'm sorry. I mean, I did say Casa Doom. <laughs> no, so well, I said Doom. I just do- but, hey, never mind. But yeah, like, it is... The entirety of the Escape from Goblin Town mirrors their Escape from Moria. Right. Yeah, no, like, yeah, de- yeah. In structure, yeah. except, like, it is what if we did that but more. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny there, and this is going back to the middle of the movie. How they have that roundtable similar to, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 meeting in Fellowship of the Ring, and how yes, it's and the mountain scene also is very much not very much. There are moments that mirror the original film, which I didn't catch really the first it's time. It's just saw it. a first movie again. No, it's it's not. Peter Jackson did a lazy movie. <laughs> Um, oh, let me finish this. Oriel's a mate, Mary Sue. <laughs> let me finish this. So, I mean, uh, Rocky, you're a fan of this Escape from Goblin Town? Yeah. I just, yeah. Again, I, it's all a momentum thing. That's all. Like, I mean, I understand how ludicrous it is. And yeah, it does reflect a lot of the stuff that we saw in Fellowship. But like, I just like it. I just, I just like the way it moves. And it ends on a silly ass joke of them being crushed by the carcass <laughs> of the fucking Goblin King, you know? And like... I don't know. There's just it's very Peter Jackson, and that's exactly what I bought a ticket for. Was yeah. I want all the Peter Jackson? You know, I'm a fan. The the Goblin King's death was pretty gruesome too. He just gets sliced yeah. in the stomach. That's that's. It's, it's a little weird. It's like they can't show the blood because then that would get narrated. But like, it just looked like he. I guess he doesn't have any fluid in that <laughs> chin thing. Just, I think <laughs> uh, uh, there's only one thing I know from the Tolkien books is that goblins don't have blood, right? That's the one thing I know. Uh, Harrison, I'm, am I right about that? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, okay. We're out of Goblin Town. Yeah, All but right. now uh, there's a scene with uh, them thinking, with Thorin being kind of, you know, saying that uh, Bilbo abandoned us. He's like, you know, he wanted to go home. And then this, again, another scene that makes me just the, you know, Martin Freeman, man. Uh, we just keep, you know, broken record, but like, damn that you know you don't have a home line just you know it cuts me it's really good oh Allie, do you want to uh, expand on that <laughs> no i disagree with him i think like that's why i love the hobbit so much and i know like it gets a lot of shit but the whole home thing is really really touching for me so i really i don't know every time that they have a discussion that touches on that like in the cave or like in this instance i'm just like damn this is the best movie ever (laughs) (laughs) i do love it i i just i feel like this i mean i just feel like the hobbit affects me more and well that's not the right way to put it i think it is more emotional to me than Lord of the Rings, even though I obviously have a bigger emotional attachment to Lord of the Rings. But The Hobbit is just so different. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what it is, but 
it's there and that's why I love it so much and I'm ready to fight anybody who doesn't <laughs> agree Harrison I'm looking at you I don't know how you can be looking at me. My camera's off. <laughs> She's right behind you. You don't like Peter Jackson's sense of humor, but that's such a Peter Jackson sense of humor that you just used. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you have a sense of humor, Harrison. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Pretty shit, honestly. <laughs> uh, Rocky, your thoughts on this escape? And, well, I guess them now. Yes, uh, Bilbo coming back to the to the group. Yeah, I mean, it's a great scene because, again, like, uh, Oak and Shields just being a little fucking ass, you know, <laughs> and constantly being like, I so never dirty. liked that bitch! <laughs> I never liked that little motherfucker! <laughs> and then he's just like, oh, 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 there he is, oh, like, my bad, you know, like, uh, I really like that stuff, and it, it like, um, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it, like, even the jerk can, like, and I understand why he is a jerk. You know, he has every reason. To, his character is not just a jerk for no reason. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, there is there's merit to why he is so, like, quick to be like, fuck that shit. You know, like, super angry right away. But I really like how um, he keeps being proven wrong. Like, Bilbo keeps, like, stepping up to the plate, you know? And it's back to why we all love these movies. Like, the smallest person can pull off the biggest shit. And the fact that he didn't flee when he could have. You know, he could have just stayed in Viz and just, like, went home, <laughs> you know? Uh, but he was just like, nah, man, like, I'm here to help y'all, you know? Like, let's go. Like, let's let's finish I, this shit. I get that so much, but, like, at the same time, I hate Bilbo in this movie. Like, mm. I love I love Martin Freeman as Bilbo, but I hate Bilbo himself. I think he's, I, I don't know, like, I feel like I can level more with Thorin in this than with Bilbo, which I think is, like, a problem and maybe telling of my mm. personality, but... I don't know. I feel for the dwarves, man. Yeah, I, really I do. jumping back to to the beginning of this second half. I I think we kind of mentioned this. I forget um, when Thorin overhears um, uh, Gandalf and Elrond talking about him, and like his his look, it was like, of course he's like a stoic, you know, character stoic actor person but you just feel that hurts in his eyes it's like yeah they're talking about me they're saying i'm not like you know my my father went insane or some shit i i don't know i felt i felt for him for him i did and i i didn't feel obviously anything when i first saw this movie but now like yeah i'm i'm all in on thorn i don't take one so i i i kind of like about their relationship though is that like yeah and this one they're you know fighting but like uh their relationship is really powerful. I think, honestly, that scene in the third, which we'll get to in the third movie, just worked. I, I just, I think their relationship is the core of this trilogy, and it works really well, and, it's, and it speaks to both actors being really good and their roles, and, uh, you know, Dick Arms uh, <laughs> being, you know, great in this, and uh, it the, the final little beat between them gets me every time. Uh, before we talk about flaming acorns, um, one <laughs> pine thing cones. pine cones. Sorry, uh, one thing I completely forgot to bring up, or I don't think anybody else brought up the ring. Uh, oh for God's wow, sakes. that's yeah. kind of important. That's important. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> Are the, is the ring I mean, important there. to this <laughs> <laughs> the series? I didn't know that. Yeah, so talk about the ring. Um, I don't whoa. know what you mean by. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that ah! meant. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by ring. Siri don't want no rings. 
I have no idea. Uh, I didn't know my computer had Siri. Wow, that was so, my phone. So, oh. so wait, 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 who 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 was it? Was was it you, Sam? It, it was mine. Yes, it was okay, my okay. Siri. All right, all right. <laughs> um, the Ring. Who wants to talk? Who wants to talk about the Ring and its depiction here in The Hobbit? Who wants to go first? Uh, um, oh, Harrison. Hey, perfect person. Go ahead. So, uh, the Ring itself is fine. Uh, like the the way it's handled in the Rills in the Dark thing, it's like, oh, we know this is important, and we get a little bit of the the score from the original movies with the ring theme. Uh, but Bilbo's just like, ah, oh, cool, it's a ring. Moving on. Um, but there's a bit in Rivendell where uh, Bilbo's walking around the room with the shards of Narsil in it, and he stops to look at the painting of Isildur fighting. Uh, Sauron, and the camera like zooms in super tight on it on Sauron's hand to emphasize the ring, and I'm like, yeah, movie. We all know it's there. We all saw the f- first three. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's this. Like, I there's there is this weird like Star Wars esque beholdenness to the original trilogy, and it's kind of off putting, honestly. Mm. Anybody else have thoughts on this? Sam Sam does not care about Harrison or <laughs> Harrison's oh, yeah. thoughts. It's, it's out. No, uh, just the they spent so much time uh, in this world that like they just wanted to make it as feel as part of the original trilogy as it as you can. And I, I understand how that could rub people the wrong way, but for me, it just something I could just deal with and for the for, most of it I love, so I get that. Yeah, it's a little bit much to zoom in that close on a painting, like, but it doesn't bother me either. Yeah. Um, before I turn it to uh, somebody else, I'll just say <clears throat> it's not as like egregious as like I can think of, I can think of examples like you know uh, in in Solo when you find out Solo's name and how that. Came about. <laughs> or that bit in Into good. Darkness where it's like Fuck Solo. That that bit in Into Darkness where they're like, My name is Khan, despite no one in that universe having any affinity for that person. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that timeline had no fucking yeah, anchor for Khan at all. Yeah, like boo. Yeah. Which but, like yeah. I, the, I, I, I feel similarly and to the a moments, lot of stuff the, they do. The, yeah, the moments here don't bother me. Um, I feel like it, 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 it has to happen because it's it's the prequel to the Lord of the Rings, and you, you have to do that. But like, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I yes, it's the prequel to Lord of the Rings, so yes, certain things are going to have to pop up. Like, yeah, the ring's going to pop up. We know the ring's going to pop up. Riddles in the Dark is like an is like forty five minutes after the Rivendell stuff, but like we don't. It like all of my issues are so small, but they add up to just a general. Like, in like, what feels like inability to trust the either an inability to trust the audience to recognize that the shit from the old movies is still here, or a pandering and desire for those like quick little applause bits of like, oh look, it's the ring. Oh look, it's the shards of Narsil. Oh look, Saruman's back. Like it, it either feels like lack of trust or pandering to me, and I don't like being pandered to. Mm. I respect that. To me, yeah. it's just like if you were six years old, five years old, and this is your first Lord of the Ring experience, you have no frame of reference for that. You're just like, why did they zoom in right. on the ring? 
Like, why did they do that? Oh, so yeah. it, it only it only works for that audience. But, but for does us, it? I think it does because Talk it's literally kids. it's yeah it's you're literally talking to kids. Let's you're get literally a kid going, on the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm childish enough as it is. Um, it, I just think it's fine. It, it and that's where I'm at with it. I, I'm very just. Eh with it like it doesn't bug me too much i get why they do it it's our first timers uh to the lord of the rings saga but yeah for those of us who are like knee deep in this shit and love it you know especially the films it's like we we get it bro like move on you know what i mean like we we get it so it's to me it's a mixture of the two like eh, i'm fine with it it kind of annoys me i'm fine with it (laughs) it kind of annoys me it's one of those it's like column a column b it's like it so it just kind of deads itself out it's like this neutral thing you know like i don't know uh ally your thoughts on on this i don't really give a shit (laughs) (laughs) like i i never thought anything of it before like it wasn't a thing where i was like that's tacky like i really i just didn't think anything Mm -hmm. of it Yes, yes. See, for me, it never gets to tacky, and it never puts me out of it. Because, like, of course, it's the ring. They have to do something. They have to, you know, play music and uh, emphasize it. So, why not? Especially uh, compared to, especially compared to some of these, you know, the like, where I feel like this is the best case scenario of those kind of things. Like so many movies, like we've you've already mentioned of how bad and groaning it can be. There, I don't, I don't think there's any of that in this. Like, I, no. there's nothing like where. Like literally, even I like those. I, I like that this, that Star Wars movie you just just mentioned, but that scene makes me want to die. Like I hate it. So like, uh, I I think this is one of the best uses yeah. of that. Um, so somebody mentioned the music, and I do love when they um uh call back to themes we heard in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I only bring this up because I found that note I was looking for that I wrote down. I think last time we recorded. Uh, this note says, Harrison is wrong about Howard Shore. Uh, <laughs> not in this case. Not in this case? Are, are, are we still good? Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, like the, I like the little bit of the ring theme. I really do. I fucking hate the Nazgul theme coming up over Thorin. It's fucking dumb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but we're not there yet, right? No, we're not. No. Okay, we're not there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll save this card for next time then, or, or whenever that pops up. Okay. Um, flaming pine cones. Is that that's what they are? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Real quick, I'll say this. This maybe goes on for a bit too long. This final, you know, action scene. Um, there's a lot, a lot happening. In the trees. I don't know. How do you guys feel about this uh, final action beat of the movie? I think it's cool, but I also think it's a little unnecessary like I, I get that they want to end I think it's a symptom of them making it three movies to be honest like yeah they needed to have one more final thing in the movie but like we had just gotten the goblin chase and so yeah. like now we're just getting more of it and it's just it's just it's great looking like obviously like they're just great director great cinematographer great visual effects people but it just it does feel a little unnecessary and like I would have honestly have been fine if they had held off but it doesn't yeah. bother me that much, but I like, mean, yeah, like this is also symptomatic of the fact that like this is how the book is structured. It is a series of events meant to funnel them from A to B mm-hmm. to introduce different aspects of the world. 
Right. Uh, this is how you. This is how we introduce the eagles, and like this is the first instance of the eagles popping up in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So like, I get why it's here, and like the out of the frying pan into the fire. Like you get away from the goblins. Oh shit, it's worse outside. No rest yet. Um, so I think if the goblin stuff was shorter and this was shorter, it would work way better. Right. Um, but as is, they're both really long and drawn out. Um, and this is where the, the bad musical cue is actually. Um, when Thorin charges down the falling tree to go oh, throw yeah. himself at Azog one more time, and the the Ringwraith theme kicks up, I'm like, it, which doesn't make any sense from a narrative or thematic perspective. Yeah, you know what? I think for the first time ever, I'm agreeing with Harrison. Like, <laughs> it, it, it did seem out of place. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it is I, the music of when like. Uh, the Witch King stabs Frodo, isn't it? Like, that's the yeah, music that we're getting? The, okay. It is the full-on dun-dun-dun. Like, the full theme is swelling behind them with, like, a slight rearrangement. So, like, some work went into that, and that was an active decision, and I'm baffled as to why. Um, I'm it, not- would almost be like, it would almost be like using the uh, Imperial theme in Star Wars in, like, a scene with... <laughs> Chewie yeah. facing off against a stormtrooper or something like it would just be yeah it would just feel completely as, wrong as like, Chewie was descending upon some stormtroopers the imperial <laughs> march kicks in I'm like it does um if you want a more detailed breakdown of like what why that feels wrong Lindsay Ellis spent a good chunk of time on that cue in her um a long expected autopsy uh of the Hobbit movies she's amazing and those um. Those videos are really good, even though I don't agree with her very often. Yeah, those videos are incredible. Um, if you haven't seen them, go check them out. There you go. Shout out to her. Cut this part out. I'm not going to watch those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a note of it. Uh, <laughs> Sam says to cut out at an hour and seven. Okay, cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, I swear to God I was going to say the Falcons, but they're Eagles. Yes. Um, the Eagles show up. They save the day. Hooray. Um, uh, any last words on this uh, f- uh, action beat before we move on to the the closing of this movie? Bilbo saving Thorin's cool. I like yeah. the Bilbo. Hell yeah. yeah. I agree with inspiring, that. Um, inspiring the dwarves to you know go f- keep fighting. It, it rocks. And, uh, yeah. Yo, I love him so much. Yeah, it's great that it's great that Frodo proves his worth to Thorin, and Thorin's like, "Oh, you're actually pretty." Frodo, wait, Frodo, did I say wait, Frodo? Frodo. Wait a Sorry, second, Harrison, Bilbo. Harrison's wrong. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. you're right. Bilbo. You see, you see, Sauron, Saruman. I, who? who? Exactly. You're right, hate y'all. You're right. I will now. Res- I will now resign from the podcast. I'm gonna write that down. Do not cut out Harrison's mistake. That is fair. Drag, Re- me, drag replay me. it three times. Okay. <laughs> Keep it in and double it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, fuck me up. Uh, but yes, uh, great little moment. And, and hey, okay, is is this it? Are, are we at the end of the movie? This is the this is the final. There's a scene. Sting- yep, yeah. hug. There's yeah. a stinger scene for smog, but that's pretty much it. Like yeah, they can well, see the they can see the mountain. Yeah, they can see the on mountain. The other side of Mirkwood. Yay. <laughs> yep. I, I have to agree with everything Sam just said though. Like I think this action sequence, the final bit with the um you know, it's just there. You know, it's just a big bowl of there. But I do really like um Bilbo saving Thorn and, you know, stepping up. And I also really like the fact that he was just like, yo, I was wrong about you. Like, he starts off, like, insulting him like he always yeah, does throughout right. the yeah. whole film. And then it turns into, like, I have never been more wrong about anything, you know? And he, like, oh, embraced so good. Him. So it's good. Great. Yeah. Great, Tears great every stuff. Time. Tears I love that every stuff. Time. 
No, I then, um, I love that. I was gonna yeah. say I love it. I can't remember if like somebody posted it on Twitter or I, I, for some reason I saw that video of that of that moment uh, not too long ago. I go, oh, that is is amazing because it it's I've seen it done in like comedies or like some other movies like that where like a, a character says something you think he's serious he's saying something mean and then he just turns on a dime and says no but you're the best mm-hmm. it, it works here with you and these two characters and I'm like yes I love it I love these two anyway yeah, keep it's, going right. it's an earned it's an earned yeah. moment that, yeah. that's all I'm trying to say it's an earned moment because we saw it's like I was saying earlier like he's he's upset for a very good reason dude like he got ousted out of his home his family members have been destroyed like there's so much bad in his head and heart that he has no reason to like love anything or like anything you know what I mean he's just very single minded focused of like getting back home at, by any means necessary and um, when he has to deal with uh, a prickly pear that is Bilbo, <laughs> that's that's very curt, you know, very blunt, straight to the point. Like uh, they they're obviously gonna butt heads. Like their personality is just gonna rub off on each other. So for them to just finally be like, oh, "Hey, man, you're my brother now, and you've proven your worth over and over and over and over and over again." Uh, I was wrong, and and that's a very important lesson too to 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 learn. I think as a human being, it's like. You can be wrong about shit, and it's very important to, like, step up and be like, no, I was dead wrong about that, you know? Like, holy shit, you know? Like, I've learned my lesson, I was wrong, and you were right. That kind of stuff is very important to learn, you know? So to have it at the end of this film, I think, outshines any action sequence that's come before it, you know? Like, stuff like that is why Lord of the Rings is important. Those beautiful messages that they keep instilling, you know, in there, or keep, I don't know, inserting in there. Like, I like stuff like that. There we go. And we see that shot of them on the clifftop and I'm just going to ask the stupid question why didn't the eagles just drop them off closer um, stupid I know, uh, nobody needs to answer that um, and then yeah we see the bird he picks up picks, picks up that acorn knocks it against the mountain and then what happens any bitch ass lizard wakes up <laughs> the wrong the wrong eye because they have like another thing I love the appendices that they hadn't figured out what smog was going to look like even while they were filming uh, the second part, like that's they. So they had his eye looks slightly different here because they hadn't settled on what it was going to look like. That's why we only get him in. But it's, but I think it's effective because we only see the, you know, uh, how big he is, uh, or just like just that that final beat of like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Talk we got a dragon it. to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dragon ain't shit. <laughs> This dragon can't grant wishes. Fuck this dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yo, uh, what's cool about that final shot, though, is that was one of those moments where they were rendering and rendering and rendering and rendering, because I don't know if you know this, but there's like a bajillion gold coins in that fucking sequence, Mm -hmm. and they had to render that whole shit, and they turned in that (laughs) shot dead last. Like, that was one of those, like, at the finish line, turn it in now. We got a movie to turn in. Like, the premiere is happening. The premiere is happening. Exactly. Like, it was... (laughs) It, it was fucking insane, dude. Like, right down to the wire. So that final shot, I give him props for pulling off, even if the design wasn't all there, like with the eyeball, right. like you're pointing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, every time I look at that sequence, I'm like, that's a shit ton of gold coins. Like, why would you fucking do that? Like, oh, my God. Like, I, I mean, I would have cheated. I would have had just, like, whole splotches, like, never moving and only rendering animation on a few. Like, fuck yeah. that. Like, it, it was just insane. Like... So props to them for pulling it off is all I'm saying. Like, if you care about any kind of visual effects cinema, like, that was tough. 
to do. Like mm-hmm. very, very tough to do. So props to them. I would have just cut a scene uh, from you know, just Scrooge McDuck diving into gold coins <laughs> at the very end. That's what I would have done. Um, and that's it. That's the movie. Hey, we did it. We finished another movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't three hours. No. Well, no, uh, just hold your horses because we've got to do final thoughts. We'll see how long that, that goes for. Um, oh. a- Allie, you go first. Your, your final um, thoughts yeah, on... Yeah, I fucking love The Hobbit. Yeah. I literally have made it a litmus test. I don't date people anymore if they don't like The Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good you guys and I think the emotional stuff works so well and I know there are technical stuff and like stuff in terms of the you know plot or whatever that don't work that well the way that they work in Lord of the Rings but I still think that on an I mean I value emotional effectiveness above all else when it comes to movies and I think The Hobbit does that especially this first installation so preach that's how I feel there we go Uh, Sam your final thoughts on this movie yeah, I fully agree with Ali. I, 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 I'm not at the. I think the, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies still affect me more. But again, I agree on for certain things, certain franchises, certain stories. I just, uh, I get that you have to be critical of things. Like I, I understand that, and I am more critical of this than I am of the Lord of the Rings. But the emotional stuff just fucking kills me and it mm-hmm. just works on me and I'll always look to these movies when I'm in a bad you know feeling hopeless feeling down and these movies still now I have six movies to do that with and that's that's awesome uh, Rocky your final thoughts on Unexpected Journey I have a cool time with this movie I really do like um, I think it's fine I, I really like all the action sequences a whole lot you still got a lot of the again the immature super fun Peter Jackson stuff like that all works for me and then when it matters the most the really emotional beats like really shine through and again Gollum forever I mean that that sequence is what's up uh, just again more proof Andy Serkis was born to do this like he was kind of put on earth to be that character and kick some ass with that character um yeah i'm fine with it it has way more pros than cons for me uh way more and um i like uh i think i like the second film and the third film a little more but i I do appreciate this um return to to the world that we cherish so much i think it gets a lot more right than wrong and oh and again like i said earlier that song that dwarves sing in bilbo's house man is the most important thing in the Mm -hmm. world like that that song is beautiful i mean not only just musically like the notes but the lyrics of that song i'm just like god this is it like let's go on this quest holy shit like it, it really affects me every time i hear it and just that cut to the chimney and the smoke coming out of it it's like beautiful just fucking beautiful love it love it love it so yeah again gets more right than wrong uh it's a little weird compared to the original trilogy i'll give it that it's definitely Mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't quite look like the original trilogy in a weird way but i dig it it's got mountains fighting a plus (laughs) (laughs) and finally harrison so i definitely think the front half of this movie works a lot better than the back half um i'm with everybody the emotional stuff lands really fucking well um but i think we end up getting bogged down in the borderline unintelligible action action sequences near the end um the cg is only becoming more distracting like the the wargs in the pinecone scene 
The lighting's all wrong. Those pine cones look like someone took a JPEG of a pine cone, slapped a fire <laughs> effect on it, and just dragged it across the screen. Um, I think the pa- I think the pacing starts to become like spiral out of control by the end because we spend so much time on those action sequences, as opposed to the emotional stuff, which is the core. Uh, that makes these movies really what really good. Um, but just. I'm way more middling on it than everybody else here, clearly, uh, if you hadn't guessed by now. Um, but I do I do really like the character stuff. I do, and I think that's when the movie's firing on all cylinders. The problem is that ends up getting bogged down in bad, pa- poorly paced action sequences and iffy CGI. Harrison, I do appreciate that you have a reason for not liking The Hobbit, because I feel like when people say that they don't like The Hobbit, it's just like... Yeah. They don't quite understand I, why. I and like I said, I also just hate being pandered to like this. Like if you're gonna right. if you're gonna do that, like this is sorry to bring this up, but The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie because Same. it's doing that metatextual introspection that I really like out of my media that ends up being super callbacky and retrospective like that, which mm-hmm. is what upset me so much about Rise of Skywalker, because it's just pandering. That's all it is, and I hate it and I can't stand it. Mm. There. Uh, I, uh, for for my own sake and for the for the sake of my family, I will not discuss the Rise of Skywalker and my thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> I, I I I can't believe. Um, well, I can believe because I'm with uh, you, great people, and we're doing this podcast. But I did do like a turnaround, and I think it's thanks to you guys on this movie from like not liking it uh, when I first saw it, and now like appreciating it a lot more, <laughs> having fun with it. And I, well, I say that, like, I'm, I'm like, I went from like, you know, negative to like, pretty much positive on this. I say all that with concern about the next two, because <laughs> I remember not liking them even no, more. <laughs> the second one is even better I, than this one. I agree. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with Desolation of Smaug. Desolation is the best one out of all of these. It's, and it's not just the Ed Sheeran song because I fucking love that song. Well, at the okay. End of the oh boy, <laughs> this is a good teaser for the next episode. Yeah, oh, but God, I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be really good. Ed Sheeran like has. Pronounce- the I also one. like that Marcelo pronounced smile correctly. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. good job, Marcelo. Yeah, it, I, I know two things that goblins don't have blood, and then you pronounce it smaug. Okay, just like uh, Sean Connery would say it. <laughs> I, I, I will hold my thoughts on Ed Sheeran and for two episodes. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! Uh, but I'm excited. Um, and that is an unexpected journey. And now for the catchphrase, which I think has something to do with like sex. Uh, it's like, hey, go helm deep in them guts. I think that's what I always Yay. say. Yay! <laughs> Bye. We're back. Bye. <laughs> we back. <laughs> You can follow me at sick underscore underscore six six or more salacious content over at the blur bitch underscore underscore. And you can listen to my podcast sequels S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S through Talk Film Society or anywhere you hear your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Shot First and I'm the host of Talk Film Society's Keanu Reeves Retrospective Podcast, Keanu Believe It, which is also on Twitter at Keanu Believe It. You can follow me on Twitter at play underscore champion. And I also host a Disney podcast called Dream a Little Deeper. 
follow me on Twitter, Rocky Warrants, R-O-C-K-I-E-W-A-R-A-N-T-Z. And because of this uh, gross pandemic, I've been doing a whole bunch of gaming. So I'm also on Twitch. So Rock Agus on Twitch, if you want to watch me game and come hang out. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marcelo J. Pico. And you can follow Talk Film Society at Talk Film SOC. Go to our website, talkfilmsociety.com. Listen to our other podcasts, read our articles. And if you want to hear bonus episodes of this show and others, go to patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode where we cover part one of The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog.